thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the tall poppy of all tall poppies. He is the legend, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, pal. Hello, Marcus. The tall poppy. Well, it's okay that we call you a tall poppy? Yeah, I'm happy to be called a tall poppy. Everyone's a tall poppy. That's it. Everyone, Everyone. is a tall poppy, and this yeah, is a very... All got the syndrome. This is a very sensitive um, discussion that we're going to have on 100 Not Out. But before we do, mm-hmm. I want to give a couple of mentions to our incredible sponsors. The first one is the incredible Forage Range, Forage in Nature, Find Health. For more information, go to foragecereal.com. The second is the Greek Island 100 Not Out Icaria Longevity Retreat. Join Damo, myself, at this stage, 11 others. Could be more if you're going to join us in June on the beautiful Greek Island of Icaria, June 20 to 29. If there's still space left, go to 100notout.com to find out all about it. Now, Damo, in a previous episode, we spoke about vision, mission, and purpose. How good was that one? It was. It was. It, it blew my mind in terms mm. of uh, some of the subtle differences, but mm. some of the um, the emotion that goes into each area mm. of our life. But just at the end of the episode, we spoke about the tall poppy syndrome in Australia. Yeah. We spoke about your friend uh, Alistair, Alistair, mm-hmm. a professional golfer, who recognised the difference in attitude towards skill mm. and living your life purpose yeah. in Australia mm. compared to the hard work admiration that there is in, say, America. Yeah. Um, and so we thought, let's talk about what we're going to nail down here is five steps to overcome the tall poppy syndrome. And this is not just if you're Australian, because I do think, um, despite there being subtle differences in culture and society, every part of the world can have a, a tall poppy syndrome where, really, people don't believe that you'll succeed. And if you do succeed, they won't actually give you the credit or the admiration or the congratulations for actually doing it. The haters are going to hate, aren't they? Absolutely. We saw uh, Dr. Ed Osborne uh, post on Facebook um, that just one video that he made. Who is, who is it, Dr. Ed Osborne? For those that the chiropractic don't... philanthropist. He's a podcaster, very famous podcaster uh, in the chiropractic profession. And he's just done a video, did a video, and that one video, and I'm happy to say this because he put it on Facebook, that one video made him $32,500. And he said, and chiros are hating me for it. Wow. Yeah, you know. So, I say good on him. You I, say good on him. Good on you, mate. I want to know, how did you do that? Mm. I think that's incredible. Um, but good on you, Ed, for uh, for doing that sort of thing and putting it out there. Transparency is key. I think, uh, and, and on that, transparency with money, yeah. uh, particularly these days, um, it's starting to happen a little bit more. But like you say, because it's starting to happen a little bit more, the haters are going to hate and people begin to jump up and down around that transparency. Uh but on, on that level of transparency, it's, it's still almost within us that we want to tell people, I did well on my school exam. We want to tell people, I nailed my piano test today. We want to tell people, I won here or I did this or I had a great dinner or I had a really incredible experience. Yeah. But then there's still that flip side and where it's almost as if people are trying to, we're not, I, I kind of want to say trying to bring us down, but almost like deflate our tires whilst we're in the midst of just celebrating our victories. Yeah. So yeah. before we get into the five steps, why do you think people try to soften other people's victories or successes? 
Oh, it's the whole crab in the bucket scenario. Oh, what is the crab in the bucket scenario? You've got a bucket full of crabs and one crab tries to get out and the rest of the other crabs are going, hey, look at that guy trying to get out. He, if I can't get out, he's not getting out. So they pull him back down. So it's like a normalization. If I can't get out. I'm not going to let him. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's that normalization. It's an equalization thing. Everyone's got to be the same. Everyone's got to be status quo and everyone's got to agree to do exactly the same thing. It's, it's not really... It's 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 um, I don't even know how to describe it or how to label it, but you you see that in order for people to to move ahead, they almost need to dissociate themselves from their peers because the peers are the ones generally who are going to pull them back. Okay, I love this because you're essentially saying that it's the other it's the other person fear about their own ability or their own uh, belief in themselves mm-hmm. that leads the behavior to go down a tall poppy path, pulling them back in. Yeah, so it's got nothing of, to do with that other person. Well, no, it's a bit it's, of both. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's the uh, the the fear or the uncertainty as to how someone else will react if you're celebrating your success. And so do you then choose to not celebrate your success? Which, Keep it quiet. And I have. I've done that in the past many times. In fact, uh, it's been requested of me to not share my success. So I... Do tell. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. But anyway, I was. Uh, it was requested of me to not share my success, particularly around family and friends. And so I very rarely will share the great things that are going on. Um, but, you know, maybe talk more about the struggles or the tough times because people go, oh, yeah, fair enough. We thought that might happen. You know, so it's, it's kind of better <laughs> We didn't to, want to tell you, yeah. but we could see that you were going to... Fail. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and so in order to pander to the lowest common denominator, I, I tend to talk down the opportunities and the amazing things that are happening in my life um, because of that. However, I think if I was in a different country or in a different environment where everybody goes, wow, Damo, that's amazing. I can't believe that's, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, back when, mm. even when I was in New Zealand, there's a little bit of tall poppy, but not as much as what there is in Australia. Wow. I was going to say, was it New Zealand where you experienced it? But it wasn't. It was Australia. I want to know what it is. <laughs> All right. So uh, when I was writing down notes for this episode, yep. I thought this, and, and I am very clear on on wanting to put this out there. We are, we are not coming um, from an ego point on this podcast by going, we're tall poppies and everyone else is down there and they've got to come up. We both, we, what, what I said to Damien before we introduced before I introduced him was, are you okay if I call you a tall poppy? And you said, well, we're all tall poppies. But a lot of us believe that there is a the tall poppy and then there's the little Aussie battler. And the little Aussie battler is never going to be a tall poppy. And there's one is better than the other. Yeah. And I think we have to recognize as the listener or the viewer that it's really important that to even absorb what we're going to talk about on this episode, it must come from a belief that we are all tall poppies. And, and that is a wonderful thing. We're all incredible human beings capable of incredible achievements and ways of being. And that there's not this us against them uh, mentality. Because even though we might feel that in the conscious world where people want us to fail or they want us to um, suffer or they want us to not do anything that other people aren't doing, mm-hmm. we have to recognize that there's perfection in that process as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was picturing a field of poppies. Yeah. And all the poppies exactly the same height. And we've all got red and a little black center full of seeds, right? That's what I was picturing, right? That's what I was picturing. And there was a couple of poppies that were out on the fence line. um, And there's a whole bunch of poppies that were actually caught in the middle of all these millions of poppies in the the thing. And I thought to myself, is it the poppies that are on the fence line that are actually out there making a difference? Or are they the ones on the fringe that are trying to hang in there? Um, So I'm trying to work out, you know, what's a great metaphor for this. But essentially, you know, we're all in this together and we all live in a symbiotic 
um, environment. And mm. we and the closer we work together, uh, the, the more productive we can be. All right. Well, then this brings us beautifully to step number one in the five steps to overcoming uh, the tall poppies. Okay. Okay. The tall poppy syndrome. First of all, step number one is tell people thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that ridicule. You don't have to tell them to their face, but you have to feel a level of gratitude, of thanks that these are people that you might actually think that they're the fire that's going to put out your dreams, but really they're the fuel that actually goes, you know what? There's people out there that don't believe in what I'm going to do. So what greater fuel is there, not to prove them wrong, but to feel the satisfaction in, and that personal fulfillment that not only did I do something that I wanted to do, there's, that I did something that other people believed it could, could be not done. be done. Yeah. And how good is that for them mm. to see that, thing, that great things can be done? Yeah, it's great. And just the sequence of words, you know, saying thank you um, changes your whole mindset. It changes mm. your physiology, uh, brings your shoulders back. Mm. You know, rather than saying, I'm sorry, it's kind of, thank you. You know, it's an, you're moving from a an acceptance, or you're moving from a defeatist or a defensive kind of um, posture into a, an acceptance and a, and a and a welcoming one. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it ties in beautifully with that symbiotic relationship that you said we all live in. Yeah. That symbiosis does does mean that there will be people out there that don't necessarily agree with you yeah. or think it can be done. Yeah. And there are people out there that will support you and believe that it can be done. Yeah. But trying to create a one side actually r- removes the symbiosis. Yeah. So I Absolutely. think it's important that we think. Step number two, don't argue with these people that don't think that you can do it or that if you've done it, actually put it down as an overnight success. Because my view is, I'd like to know what you think, you're not going to change their mind yeah. by way of argument. Well, nobody ever wins an argument. <laughs> No one. <laughs> and, <laughs> Despite and, the fact that most people will still look for the last say yep. to go, yeah, yep. I was right. And no one benefits from ridicule. Mm. So no one actually feels better for doing something that makes someone else feel poorly of themselves um, or makes them feel um, a lesser human being. I, I can't imagine anybody, you know, particularly if they're not a sociopath or if they're not a murderer or someone of, you know, I don't know, undesirable standing yeah i can't imagine anybody feeling good about making somebody feel bad and uh and and so you know to 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 that extent as soon as somebody's mind is made up about something really there's no point trying to convince them otherwise you know if you're playing a game like a debating game and someone else gets to decide who debated better and who had the better points then that's great but it's highly likely that people will still walk away with their own opinion Mm. What we spoke about in another podcast, uh, only recently um, when, when we spoke to Heather um, and we we're speaking about the, the Shedders, yep. um, was the acknowledgement of difference of opinion as opposed to having to have everybody conform to the same thing. In Australia, we see conformation yeah. and, uh, and we see that everybody needs to conform to a particular set of guidelines, yes. um, a particular system, a particular model. And if you're... Um, not doing that, then you seem to be um, an outlier, and it's the outliers that uh, that tend to make um, headlines in doing the wrong thing. You know, good or bad, black or white, and the 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 beautiful part of life is the color, uh, and but the black and white, um, or the right or wrong, or the absolutes, the fringes are the things that um, we tend to you know mainly focus on. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I love hearing you say that. As you say that, this is a bit off topic, but. Where I live, up in Byron Bay, there are so many hitchhikers. Yeah, right. And awesome. and it's incredible. But where I come from in suburban Melbourne, <laughs> hitchhiking you would never do. It's just like the most dangerous thing that you would ever do. But like you say, the, the, the grail of colour in all of it is that 
you just take a trip up north and you see this symbiosis. It's it's helping someone out. It's yeah. helping them get to the next town. Yeah. Um, they might not have the money. They might not have the, obviously they don't have the car. Or maybe um, that's part of how they want to do it. And maybe that, exactly they could have that's billions what I mean. of dollars, but that's what they want to do. Precisely. Yeah. And but we, we we and we try and put a label on it um, and go well it's good or it's bad. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. Like wh- who are we to actually put it in? Like I, like I love what you say. It's the color that a lot of us almost forget to acknowledge mm. in our daily life. All right, step number three, link to step number two. If you do want to change their mind, do the thing that they said that you couldn't do. So yeah. you go, live your life purpose. You know, Do the thing that you think is going to draw out the level of fulfillment in you that your life was dedicated to. Lead by example, but only because you want to. Not because they said you couldn't do it, but recognize that if you want to change their mind, so to speak, inspire the living daylights out of them, by living the best version of you. I don't think that's going to work. In all cases. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, in all cases. Yeah, but in, in all cases is a... Yeah, but let's say, for example, somebody feels passionate about something. Let's We could use religion here. Let's say, for example, somebody um, believes um, in one religion um, but doesn't believe in another religion or thinks that something is believable even if it's scientific mm-hmm. uh, and so that they use an argument around belief as opposed to well this is what the evidence suggests um, the fact that somebody believes in something means that they're not uh, able to expand their consciousness or to expand their thoughts to anything outside of that belief structure um, whereas if they consider the evidence then they'll look at both what works and what doesn't work and so having a scientific mindset allows you to expand and explore other people's opinions um, science is meant to help you prove something um, and help explain something, um, not have you believe in something. So the belief of something is probably the biggest change or biggest challenge. So, you know, if you're trying to have somebody change their mind, you're actually trying to have them change their belief system. And I think that's really hard to do because the belief system is actually ingrained in somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and really what you're trying to do is present to them um extra subject matter or extra information that would have them understand the reason why you do or did whatever you wanted to do and that you achieved it. Not that that should then mean that they're on your side, but they should then be able to acknowledge that you have a difference of opinion. And and I think when I and when I say this, I'm probably being a bit simplistic in terms of someone says that um, you can't run uh, 100 metres in 10 seconds mm-hmm. and you don't try and argue with them. Because, yep. like we said, that's not going to change their mind. But from a, if it burns inside of you so much, because like you say, from a belief system, if it burns inside of someone so much that they actually genuinely want to do it, not to prove people wrong, but to express themselves in that way, then uh, that's an incredible level of fulfillment that they get. I think what I gather what you're saying is that doesn't necessarily mean that that doubter has a uplifted belief in uh, the ability of humanity mm. to do things yeah. is that is that where you're coming from that that they're almost like doubtful by nature in that in that way the, the, the haters are going to hate philosophy yeah they, and just because you did it doesn't mean that they're going to go well good on you and they're, and they're not going to have that epiphany necessarily no most likely not most yeah. likely not um, but I think there's two different things here so there's the there's the ability to um, to be black and white so black and white will be um, you can or you can't um, and so in order to show people that you can do it, then you just do it. Mm. Um, if it's right or wrong, um, if their belief is that something is right or wrong, then you, you're never going to be able to change them because if you do what you think is right and they think it's wrong, then that's never going to change, right? And so that's that's a belief system. 
um, if if something is uh, is good or bad, yeah. it's the same thing. So depending on on what, what it is, what it is yeah. um, will determine what you could do. So number three could be a strategy uh, for something that would be um, p- possible to do um, in in the fact that somebody might think that that's impossible to do. Yeah. Um, so you could do that to prove the possibility. So as a parent of a teenager, yeah. this is the example that that I feel a lot of a lot of people have around angst around their their parents. They're like, my parents didn't believe in me. They told me I couldn't do this, that I was worthless. Or the 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 teacher when you were at school that said the best you could ever be would be a teacher type yeah, of thing. No, that was a girlfriend. So I was a girlfriend. It was a girlfriend. <laughs> I think we'd just break it up. But uh, but it wasn't a teacher. Holy moly. I was actually told that I wasn't smart enough to study science by my science teacher. And wow. so, uh, you know, 20 That's years incredible. later. <laughs> I hope he or she is watching. Yes, um, Miss Collins. So, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Collins, if you're watching, Dr. Damien Christoph. Thank you. Thanks for pushing me so that I could uh, do number three. So, so it's, it's, there's a number of people out there that have specific people in mind that have cast doubt on their ability to do something. Mm. And um, what I think your perfect example about science and then becoming a, a chiropractor naturopath with just double double triple double science degrees and all the rest of it um might not mean that mrs collins um is this inspired individual because of your feats but linking it back to number two if they've said that you can't do this or that you could never do science the example that you leave that you leave or the example that you live by doing what you've done kind of pushes beyond any doubt Absolutely. That, it, that it's done. For sure. So, but you did it because you wanted to do it, not mm. because Mr. Collins said you couldn't. It wasn't, wasn't a burning desire. Yeah, no. absolutely. All right, um, number four, and this is the fear factor. That is that I would say all, not most, I would say all people that have tall poppy syndrome mm-hmm. are coming out of fear. It's very much a don't leave the tribe. So it's exactly what you said about the crabs Crabs. in the bucket. Um, And so to recognize that if you feel like you're being doubted by people around you, it's got nothing to do with you. It's their own fears every day of the week. Absolutely. It's the fear that you might achieve something else that they couldn't achieve or didn't try to achieve. So it's you know really that's a motor that should be or could be used as a I don't want to shoot on you I hate being shooted on <laughs> people shoot on me every you day you should read this book you should come here you should yeah. go to that restaurant you should, you should see that course you should do yeah. this I know yeah oh my gosh <laughs> you should make this music <laughs> you should uh, see this music they do it better than you so it's amazing you know no one does time. it better than you forage hey so um nice little plug thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, the, the, the fear, I think the fear is right. And it's really, it boils down to the fact that someone else hasn't done all that they could have done. They haven't lived their true potential or when they thought, when they placed the bet that you couldn't do it, they chose to do something different and, uh, and you continued on your path and then you got whatever they thought you couldn't do done. And, uh, and they didn't get what they got done. So there's like, oh, well, Joe Blow did this and, you know, blah, 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 they feel, they feel bad because yeah. they didn't live up to their own expectation of themselves. And so I would just urge people, particularly, and this comes back to your vision around food. Yeah. I sense this so much in food. I still remember a story from my beautiful sister, Olivia. She'd gone on a diet and she had a friend who was morbidly obese and Olivia was going really well on her diet. And her friend said, 
Let's go to McDonald's. Come on, let's go to McDonald's. Come on, let's catch up at McDonald's. Why won't you catch up with me at McDonald's? Come on, it's only a cheeseburger. It's only a quarter pounder. And it was like, just come back into the tribe. Come back to the tribe. Come back to the tribe. Like, yeah. please, 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 like, forget about that diet stuff. You'll do it anyway or whatever. Yeah. Like, come back. It happens so much yeah. with food, almost to the point where we say, look, it's great to, it's really important in a 100 not out sense to link your nutrition to your social life and to yeah. do it well. Yeah. But at the same time, when tall poppy syndrome hits, I can understand why people don't want to socialize with their tribe if they feel that their tribe is trying to suck them, them back. back absolutely to a certain way of, of living or eating that they don't want to. Yeah, making them live inside limiting beliefs. Yeah. Absolutely. And that all just comes down, doesn't it, to that, um, that fear base and then almost that having that strength and that's probably the biggest key, that, that, that sense of self that is so strong that you have the um, conviction to say no, thank you, but no, I'm choosing to do it my way and not anyone else's way. Absolutely. Um, last point, last step here is to plan to make it happen. There are so many people, and I'm sure you would agree with everyone that you've worked with, whose dreams, visions overwhelm the living daylights out of them. They see the big vision like we spoke about in Vision, Mission, Purpose. They, yeah. they see that. But they don't actually plan for it. They don't have a mission. Mm. They don't know what their mission is. They don't know whether to podcast or blog or start a business, whether it's an online business, a bricks and mortar. Do they go and study? And they're like, ah! <laughs> you know, and that's why we did the whole mission, vision, vision, mission, purpose yep. podcast. So make sure you listen to that episode. But if they're going to actually get rid of the tall poppy syndrome, not feel overwhelmed or, or fearful of that or the rest of it, there has to be a plan because in my view, a plan builds confidence to make it all happen. Yeah, now look, this is good for you because you're a details guy. Um, I'm not a details guy by any stretch of imagination. So I couldn't have made this happen today. Uh, very, I could have, but not, no. very, not very easily, not to the detail that you could have. So, oh, there's actually different levels of detail. Yeah. So you've got this detail. I've kind of got that detail. Prettiness. Know, like, everything that's yeah. pretty on this is Damien's input. Yeah, and so, but everything that sounds great and everything you know that is cut together and the production of it is the way in which Mark is. This is what symbi- symbiosis is, right? Mm. This is you know working together. But to put into place the steps um, that actually build this. I, for me, I don't want it to be high detail. I just need to know that I need to go and I need to do this. I need someone else to organize the seminars, the presentations, um, the breakthroughs. All, and, and I think that's the reason why some people call me a rock star is because I kind of just turn up. I don't, but it's there's a perception that I just turn up. There's other people that just turn up, but I'm not one of those people, right? <laughs> but, uh, I, I will do stuff and get things done. Yeah. But if I'm to do things and get things done, I need someone to direct me. Um, I've got a vision of how I'm going of what I'd love to see happen, but I need someone to tell me what those little steps are. Marcus is that sort of person. So for him, a plan or uh, how to how to get a mission or how to you know pull a mission together, it's detail. So when we get a rundown for the wellness summit, it's detail. Like at eleven fifteen, this is going to happen. Marcus asked me earlier on what time are we having lunch or what time would you like to have lunch. I said, oh, I don't know. After our next interview, Marcus goes, "Oh no, we'll have it at twelve o'clock." I'm like, "Well, why did you ask me?" You know, so he's got the detail. I've got the big picture, uh, but we're still on the same mission. So, you know, I asked you, mm. so you don't get hungry. But I get hungry, Damon. Doesn't get hungry. <laughs> I don't get hungry. So, um, let me rephrase this then. Intend to make it happen. Yeah. So don't stop. Have an intention. So yeah, your have intention. intention. Like I look at forage, right? Yeah. You look at all the detail in the packet there. You look at everything in there. Yeah. Just there is attention to detail. Yeah. But you intended, there was no way that you weren't going to do it. Mm. So many people are stuck because they love the idea of the vision, but they actually haven't intended 
to make it happen. Yeah. So I think that's really key. Like you say, you've got your more visionary type, your more detail-oriented type. There's always an integration of the two. But you don't sit at home and go, mm, uh, I really like to make this happen, but this is not going to happen. And oh my gosh, and everyone doesn't think it can happen and all the rest of it. Like, you just like bullet a gate. Going, even if you're scared out of your brains, right? Yep. And even if fear enters, and I, I put it out there like I'm scared all the time. Mm. But, but that's a good thing. I, I'm a big believer that. that, yeah, yeah, that thrive on that. Yeah. But the, the, well, the big stuff has to, like you want to be nervous, you know? Like kids go to school the first day, they go, "Mummy, I'm nervous." Like that's good. Like that's when, if something is step. nerving, it means something to you. You actually know that this is a big part of your life, so don't be scared by the nerves. Mm. But if you're intending to do something, then without sounding like a corny one-liner out of Susan Jeffers, feel the fear and do it anyway. Whether it is by me doing detail-oriented stuff mm-hmm. or whether it is by you just making it happen. But on that, it would be really, I think, enlightening for someone like myself, but also a lot of our listeners and viewers, is to work out how, how do you materialize your your grand visions? Like, in, Let's use forage as an example. Like, Where does all of that detail come from? It obviously comes from your brain, but in terms of implementing it, how does it happen? Um, you've got to take a leap. You've mm-hmm. got to take a gamble. So, you know, we caught up with a great mate last night, Marcus Yo. Um, and Yoey is a great mate of, you know, everybody who knows him. Um, and I was celebrating with him um, the way in which he's building his life and how, you know, step by step, things are coming together. So, you know, there's a beautiful relationship. Um, there's a next level to that beautiful relationship. Then there's houses and, and all that sort of thing. For Amber and I, we decided that instead of buying a house, we would buy a muesli. And so we've decided that we would, that's that's what we wanted to bring to the planet. Um, yeah. We could bring a house, um, but we decided that we'd feed more people. So, yeah. um, and, and that's a long-term vision. It's not a short-term vision. Uh, you know, if I look at, again, I, I, I often put Carolyn Creswell up on a, on a pedestal because she had a long-term vision that she was gonna to continue to own Carmen's forever. Um, regardless of whether or not it's a, a multi-billion dollar company or whatever it is, she's still going to do it. And it's just a long-term thing. So for me, having this as a long-term vision, like having your house that you're going to live in for 25 or 30 years, you know, it's a long. this is our long-term vision. So in implementation, you've got to have people around you that um, support you and buy into your vision. So if you don't have those people, it's, it makes it very, very difficult. And I do with Rebecca at Forage. She's unbelievable. She She subscribes to you know my my vision vision, yeah my vision personally but also the vision of the company because they're two separate visions um but we we're in alignment in that regard and you need to be surrounded by people that are in alignment with you and when they're not in alignment they go and do things that you know uh, are untoward and and you don't want to be surrounded by those people so to get a little bit detail oriented on you Mm -hmm. is rebecca your Detail She's oriented. Detail girl. Yeah. Mm. So She's so detailed. Yeah. So behind a visionary way of thinking, if you find it difficult to be detail oriented, and there are a lot of details that go into a business like this, from two hundred forty grams versus three hundred grams, you don't want to get that wrong. Detail wise, <laughs> that's right. Like you know, um, obviously the graphics and all the rest of it. Um, that is more Rebecca's um, scope, like to to get things right on on that important detail. 
Nah, no, I wouldn't say it's to get right. She's she creates the detail, and then we both look at it together and go, "Does that work?" Yeah. And so we're, obviously we bring in graphic designers, and obviously we bring in from a, like the assembly perspective and putting the recipes together. That's my job. And then I go, "Okay, I've created a bircher, or I've created a porridge, or I've created a biscuit, or you know, in fact, yeah. Rebecca created a biscuit." But if we, you know, whatever we create, um, we 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 back and forth it and to and fro it but it involves conversation yep. um, and acknowledgement that we have difference of opinions yeah oh there's so much to talk about I want to ask you one more thing okay before we go there's a lot of people out there that um, listen to the wellness couch and love the idea of starting their own business mm. and for one of a better term they have almost and this is not everyone this is just some of them they've almost gone inverse tall poppy where instead of looking down on people going you can't do it they look up people on the couch and go, I can't do what they do, but I really want to do what they do. Since we're talking about this, let's just go 180 degrees. What advice do you have for people that are listening or watching who want to do this, but but recognize that doing something like this means jumping into the land of tall poppies, so to speak? I had this conversation just yesterday with somebody and uh, and I was explaining to um, to her, I won't mention who, who she was, but she'll know exactly who she is if she's watching and listening to this, um, that I spoke about building your tribe. And in order to build your tribe, it's all about um, giving value and actually giving people uh, more information than what they would otherwise expect to get or more value than what they would otherwise expect to get. Given that we do this free, um, people are getting a lot of value all the time. Like this is a... It's an investment into something that you get to have at no fee, um, which is great. And then at the same time, we then need to create something that allows us to be able to put food on the table and pay the bills. So there's, you know, equal Like exchange. a trip to your career. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or like a wellness summit. Yeah, that's or exactly a, right. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to be valuable. They've got to be valuable. Yeah. And so they still need to provide value. You just don't get money for nothing. But it's about building a tribe of people that agree with what you're doing or, or are fascinated with what you're doing. And then taking that plunge and putting yourself in amongst those people and saying, well, this is this is how I've done it and this is what I want to share and make sure you continue to share from the heart um, all of the knowledge that keeps people interested enough that they then want to come back for more. Mm, fascinating. You're such a wise man. Oh, I get it from you, Marcus. Oh, thank you, Damien. Uh, this has been an incredible episode. So much wisdom as always. I'm hungry. You put chicken on the barbie. Mm-hmm. We're about to go and have some of Damo's beautiful roast chicken for lunch. Thank you so much for your wisdom, great man. Pleasure. It's thank been you, incredible. Marcus. We'd love to hear your feedback. What's your vision, mission, purpose? Have you succumbed to tall poppy syndrome? Have you been playing it safe and now you're ready to jump out and live your true life purpose? You can contact us in any number of ways. You can find out more about this episode at DamienChristoph.com. You can find out more at marcuspierce.com.au. Go to the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash 100 not out and check out the incredible range of podcasts available at thewellnesscouch.com. Until next time, folks, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.